got the long boys on. I am a sports entertainer. The WrestleMania equivalent pay-per-view live from Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the longest run in weekly sort of episodic podcast that is sort of about professional wrestling and recorded in the Charm City, Baltimore, Maryland, home of the Baltimore Orioles that just posted a, a winning record for the month of June. And they're getting fun to watch. They're getting mm-hmm. a lot of fun to watch. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Mid Car Mechanics. I'm Woo! Mark. So I'm Gavin. <laughs> That's a that's a joke for the longtime listeners. <laughs> and everybody, Woody the dog and Dundalk Diane just entered the door or oh, entered we, the we arena. Sing sing her entrance music. <laughs> Say hello. Hello. Say good night, Raquel. What a promo. Good night, Raquel. <laughs> Gavin, Mark, it's been a long fucking time since we recorded last. Hey, a lot of sh- a lot of you're shit taking the the creative material away from us. <laughs> what? A lot of shit has happened, Mark. Yeah, a lot of shit has happened. When was the last time we recorded? I I'll, let me look that up. I'll see when our last epi was published. And it was called "Can It Get Any Worse?" And we'll answer that question. We'll ask that question again, and then we'll answer it later. Um. But yeah, so yeah. so I don't know. It's been like six weeks. Yeah, and so much has fucking happened, both in the wrestling world and that's and the real world. And I kind of don't know which is worse right now. Yeah, I May eighteenth. Holy shit! So like six we've weeks got a ago. lot of ground to cover, <laughs> and I can't believe that we named our last episode. Can it get any worse? <laughs> I know this is, and at the time, I think we even joked like, "Oh boy, we're sure, we're sure jinxing it, we're sure asking for it now." Y- yeah, and um, you know, it's oops, how irresponsible of us since we do have a history of just saying things and they they happen. We control the universe. Oh my god! Real quick, so um, you know how I I told you I I've started listening to old episodes to actually try to do to come through and deliver with a bit and the bit is to do the closing argument of the trial against tony khan for (laughs) stealing our idea for all elite wrestling right our idea and our idea alone (laughs) well i'm like through maybe episode four which was almost a two fucking hour long episode (laughs) so i did a lot of fast forwarding we love wrestling what i just like listen to it on when i'm taking long walks and we fucking predicted though we called for Paul Heyman managing Roman Reigns and turning him heel. And that was 2018. We? Yeah. <laughs> and we fucking and we Holy shit. We've predicted so fucking much with WWE. It's it, it and it just goes to prove how formulaic and stupid it is that like yeah. we can just find a little creative energy and just start talking and we predict like 2 years worth of their main events. Not predict. I mean, like, you know, we plot it out like a, a the road to fantasy ma- yeah, mania. Yeah, they really they really must put no thought into it because we put no thought into this yeah. show. Right. Yeah. No. I mean, no, there are times no. like, you know, in my normal course of living where I think huh, that might, that would make for a funny story on the podcast. Yep. And sometimes I take a note. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got a life to live. Yeah. Most of the time I don't. 
What was that thing I thought of? Ah, oh, fuck. Yeah. Oh, well. I'll think of something else. And then we get here, but apparently yeah. when we get here, we still manage to, one, create mm-hmm. a wrestling promotion. <laughs> You're <laughs> welcome. And two... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, back then we were we were doing this like a... Uh, well, we're doing it weekly, so to <laughs> yeah. be fair, we were coming up all of this, spending one hour a week on it. Yeah. Actually, if the listeners were lucky, it was only one hour. <laughs> lucky, yeah. They were not lucky in those early episodes. <laughs> so, um, oh, by the way, we have a judge that listens to us. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that was my first reaction. I cannot say her honor's name because I don't want to call oh. her out or embarrass her. Welcome. To the other three listeners. <laughs> I can't imagine being a judge these days and uh, having to uh, watch the Supreme Court um, hellfire that we'll get to later, I'm sure. You just get to make up your own rules, man. Oh, is that it? You know, it's oh, nice. Probably the best time to be a judge. <sighs> or run a wrestling promotion. <laughs> So yeah, we predicted uh we created AE dub and to and the rival main event of WWE at the same time. So, you know, we're groundbreaking yeah. stuff. You know, we we really are just kind of the bedrock of wrestling in the twenty twenties. We're com- we we are way better at playing with action figures than Vince McMahon. Two <laughs> middle aged dudes are better at playing with action figures than an octogenarian, I think is the headline here. <laughs> Well, speaking of that octogenarian... No, that's not what Brian Danielson would do! <laughs> As he says to... Well, they're my toys, so we're going to play it this way. <laughs> As he says to Johnny Ace while they're just having a late meeting with fellow WWE employees. You ready? Is it, you want to start there? Or well, that, I guess so. Let's. We have a list. I mean, a lot's happened. I don't know. We, we sounded pretty joyful. We did. But, I think it's masking a lot of sorrow and yeah, I don't fear. Think, I don't have a reason to be happy. Do you? No. Okay. I'm happy to be recording a podcast yes, with you. Yes, I am happy to be. And I'm happy to be high, so that's... Well, that's always... That is the... That's what makes the rest of the world a little easier to deal with. Actually, let's talk about something else real quick. Okay. I, please. Because since the last time we recorded, we um, got to experience the season finale of Barry. First of all, let's put this in context. Today, we're recording this July 1st. 2022 the last time we recorded was may 18th 2022 if you're in the near future you probably know what was going on then (laughs) not a bad shit well it was actually probably like more like may 12th that we recorded oh right yeah because it took me a while to put it up it would take me a while to put it up too i was just you know forget about it yeah and then i'd be like oh yeah oh shit i gotta do that i'm really good at remembering i need to post an episode just as i'm falling asleep at night (laughs) I can't tell you how many cases I have like just busted wide open at one thirty, two o'clock in the morning. Just and nice. then it's like, oh shit, that's a really good idea. And then just I'm like stuck. the podcast, you don't write it down. No, I, well, oh. I do because it's, it's fucking work. It oh, right, matters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, most of the time I write it down, um, but yeah, then it's like, oh Jesus, now I'm never going to get to sleep. It's just, uh, I'm oh, psychotic. Yeah. Anyway, so... Um, See, the problem I have is... Uh, oh, shit, i got to edit that episode. All right, I'll try to remember in the morning. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's the <laughs> podcast. Like, But do I remember in the morning, Mark? Do no, I? of course not. I know you don't. Usually because, not. You know, it takes like a week to get published. <laughs> well, it's got a, It's really complicated. you got to mail in the CD and then <laughs> have the guy mix it. So, Barry, holy, holy fucking shit. shit. 
Now, if you haven't ever seen the show Barry... Stop uh, listening. I don't want to talk to you. Okay. That's easier than <laughs> going through the whole way through it. Yeah, right. Stop if you listening. If you haven't... If you don't trust us by now... Fuck off. I don't have I don't have time or patience for it anymore. Right. Yeah, we are. What is this? This is our 95th episode. Jesus Christ. If you haven't. (laughs) (laughs) We're entering a new era. I think I'm turning heel. Oh, turning. Let me tell you real quick what what I'm going to start doing. Okay. I'm going to start going to gun rages and training. Gun ranges and training. I'm going to learn how to, you know. This is a sharp heel turn. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to learn how to. How to handle a weapon and how to, you know, how to fire it. And I'm going to get really good at it. This isn't one of those things that's going to be like a red flag in like 10 years, is it? No, because I'm not, I'm not going to buy a gun. Oh, thank goodness. I'm just going to learn how to use it. Oh yeah. And when I go to the gun range, I'm going to wear, I'm going to wear like a pride shirt or I'm going to wear like a Biden Harris shirt. I'm going to like, I'm going to wear like a unity, like, you know, like Uh our, our BLM. Yeah, sure. And I'm just going to like just walk around and really take my time selecting whatever booth I fired whatever gun in just to make sure everybody sees me. And when they ask me why I'm doing this, I'm going to say because I'm I'm getting ready. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm going to return the gun and go home. And and when it happens, when it when it starts, I'll be ready. Yeah. The only other thing you need is like learning. You don't need to learn like uh, martial arts, but just enough to disarm someone. That's why I'm going to disarm someone and then learn how to shoot. Oh, (laughs) but you got to get the gun away from somebody first. Oh yeah. I guess if I'm not going to buy one, that does pose a problem. Yeah. Well, when it starts happening, I'm going to go buy one. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, if that's the case, can you imagine the inflation? (laughs) I can't afford it. (laughs) Anyway, so I don't know. I'm only half joking about that. So Barry, <laughs> what a journey! Yeah, <laughs> Barry, um, an incredible season. That last episode did not leave any breathing room. Whew. It was intense. In an interview, Bill Hader said that he wanted that last episode to feel like a panic attack, and uh, well, he did it. Have you have you ever had a panic attack? I have. Yeah, I have too. Oof, they're fucking scary. Zero out of four stars. <laughs> I that yeah. show definitely was. Yeah, you don't know which way is fucking up. Anxiety inducing. It was in fucking tense. Like I had like uh-huh. a tension headache when it was done. Yeah, like it, each episode is pretty short, but this one I just felt like. 15 minutes in, I'm like, I might need a break. <laughs> it but, was but a lot, man. A it lot. Was a lot. Holy shit. I, oof. I don't know where it's going from here. We started Ozark. Or Ozarks? Oh, I, I've heard that that's another one of those shows that's... Oh, you haven't watched it? No. It is... Some people really something. love it. Yeah, I know. Some people really do love it. And I, but I, I haven't, I'm not like, one of them. Yeah, like, is it? <laughs> but like, I've never heard it placed... Up there with our favorites, like the Righteous Gemstones and Better Call Saul. It's well, not like, oh yeah, an Ozark. To me, it's like it's more it's more of a red flag than me saying I want to go to the gun range and learn how to exercise my Second Amendment rights. Oh, when you like Ozark and you're yeah. recommending to people, <laughs> <laughs> I don't gonna, know anything about it. It's uh, so I'm, I'm dunking on something without knowing anything about it. Sort of my brand. I think it's it, it's okay. It's um, it just it's um. 
it's not as good as like Barry and Better Call Saul that has such a darkness. Both shows have such a darkness to it, mm-hmm. but it doesn't like Ozark feels forced in in that. Oh. And um, Jason Bateman does a does a good job, and Laura Lenny's in it. And she does a really good job, as she does in just about everything she's in. Um, but like the other, the storyline is ridiculous, and the other actors are like just meh. Mm. And so I don't know. The storytelling is just pretty generic and bland. And uh, Barry, Better Call Saul, Righteous Gemstones is not. It's <laughs> just not. You know, it's it's much better storytelling. Yeah, they're perfect. And it's like, yeah, and it's like AEW <clears throat> and WWE. Oh, yeah. One is, like, good enough for most people. Yeah. So um, go watch Barry. The season finale was possibly the, the best 30 minutes of television I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. It was definitely up there. It's certainly the most intense. The only thing I think that rivals it in in any regard, and I don't think that it was more intense, was that episode of Black Mirror that was the Star Trek episode. Oh, yeah. That, we've talked about that one before. That, that one, one was a mind fuck. But <laughs> Bill Hader is a much better joke teller than Vince Gilligan because the humor in Barry is fucking hilarious oh yeah barry is so goddamn funny it is yeah i remember uh after watching that half hour of uh, my favorite comedy show just feeling like i just needed a hug forever because of <laughs> just uh, like all the fucked up things that happened to these characters that we've grown to love <laughs> so it's like yeah I'm gonna watch my favorite bill Hader comedy <laughs> i love that the show like you can't really describe it as a comedy even though it's like that's the category it's under an HBO Max, but yeah. you, uh, it transcends it. Well, obviously, Bill Hader is a maniac. And speaking mm-hmm. of other maniacs, Vince oh. McMahon was in the news recently. It's, this is a long list of maniacs in front of you, I think. <laughs> Vince McMahon, yep. And so um, for those that don't know, Vince is uh, taking a bit of a leave from <laughs> is his uh, CEO it's unclear capacity. How- well. Many, he's still running creative. Yeah, it's unclear, really, because I think that uh, Stephanie took over his place as CEO. Yeah, but I mean, there, no one. It's unknown how much direction she's taking from Vince. So um, her father. For those that don't know, the Vince McMahon is stepping down as CEO temporarily because the board is investigating him because. Um, in the course of of something, in some in the course of some board activity, they found an NDA that Vince and a former paralegal had entered into. Uh, the paralegal was hired in 2019, I think, then left WWE in 2021, perhaps somewhere around there. And the NDA was um, uh, to not speak about certain allegations um, arising out of some. Uh, alleged sexual harassment and um, in consideration of that. I don't even want to imagine <laughs> what cons- the fuck that maniac did. In consideration of that agreement, she was paid $3 million <clears throat> by Vince McMahon personally. Per- $3, yep. $3 million. $3 million. $3 million to settle a sexual harassment claim. Can you think of anything that you might need to pay $3 million to get out of? It begins with R and ends with the name of a big animal. Buffalo. 
Um, <laughs> terrible. I mean, Vince McMahon's <laughs> trash, and he continues to be trash. Oh, my God. That is so funny. <laughs> oh, shit. That was great. Thank you. Thank Bravo. You. Thank, you. Thank, you. Thank you. God damn it. I'm so jealous. <laughs> what? When you fucking say shit like that, I just get super jealous. It's so fucking funny. Oh. <laughs> uh. You can you can use that one for free. So three million dollar payment and um, <laughs> yeah, three million dollars. And and his lawyer was like, I'll... and I and there was information suggesting that there were others like this. Well, right? yeah, that that was. Um, so the board started digging, and as the board d- dug further, they found apparently an, an NDA folder, a Manila folder, probably just <laughs> packed to the brim. Uh, I thought you like a folder on Vince's desktop of his computer that just says NDAs. No, this is like uh, like five Do not Man- open five Manila folders in like an accordion envelope. Oh no, stuffed away probably in like a, a one of those like metal filing cabinets underneath the T Rex skull. <laughs> and it's just yep. Vince's uh, NDA folder. Nice. Well, it's good he kept them unlocked. I guess I don't. It's know. like uh, Dex. Did you watch the show Dexter? I did to a point. Well, you know then... how you remember how you had like the the drops of blood. Oh right. Oh oh. <laughs> <laughs> Vince kept his NDAs underneath like an air conditioning unit. Yep. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. So apparently there's a lot of them, and apparently they go back a long ways, and apparently he did a lot of, allegedly a lot of Alleg- shit. Like, I can imagine in, uh, you know, where we are now as a society, well, okay, I take that back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, okay, I can, I can, now, like, 2020, well, at least there's a significant portion of the population now. A week ago, we were 50 years ahead further than where we are now. <laughs> yeah, it's not even funny, but... Oh. Um, so, um, you know, currently I think that if I, I think that like a sexual assault allegation could be pretty damaging to somebody, certainly much more so now than in the nineties. And oh, so for sure. If, and I, I've, I've read that these NDAs, like they're plentiful and they date back a long ways. So what kind of fucked up shit was happening in the nineties? That would require an NDA. That was my first thought and thinking it it can't have been good. And there was probably a lot of tribal tattoos and Limp Biscuit involved. <laughs> I mean, my God, the Attitude Era was just uncomfortable to watch at the time. And um, boy, going back and rewatching it now is just kind of horrific. Yeah. Um, and that was the stuff we saw. That was the stuff that Vince would show us on live international television. Yeah. I can't even imagine. And just hearing stories from wrestlers about what it was like in the 90s, how everybody was out to kind of like get over each other. It was there was like really stabbing in the back. Yeah. Like pooping in people's bags like that. that. that like, yeah, that was the just, undertaker. Just prankies. Like that's, well, and like um, locker room leadership. And they're, yeah. Back when men were men, Gavin. I mean, the only thing that would shock me is if Stephanie doesn't have an NDA somewhere. Oh, God. (laughs) Well, Gavin, he did it all for the nookie. (laughs) I see what you 
you did. <laughs> and now turning our attention to somebody who apparently also has has some problems. Uh, Mr. Who? Which What's one? his middle name? Jeffrey Nero Hardy. Nero. Oh, right. God. <sighs> Poor bastard. Hopefully he's getting the help that he needs. But he was recently exactly. arrested for another DUI. Apparently, um, like, so his arrest was... And driving sh- on a suspended license. Oh, God. Yeah. His arrest was shortly after um, what, Double or Nothing. Was that the May pay-per-view? Yeah. Oh, man. Or All In. I think it's All In. I was like, well, whatever. Double or Nothing, I think. AEW had a pay-per-view at the end of May. And what Jeff- is time? <laughs> and Jeff Hardy was um, in, in a pretty high-profile match in that. And oh, got ladder match. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was doing crazy spots. And on the lead up to that, um, that event, he was also doing his match with Darby Allen was fucking insane. Darby Allen. Oh, my God. Did that like massive spot, uh, the coffin drop off like the giant ladder. Yeah. Like five minutes into the match. Uh-huh. I mean, that that match was crazy. And so apparently I saw that Jeff Hardy was like super, super banged up going into oh. all in and um and then he gets arrested for drunk he's a, driving he's a 45 year old man i know it's it's wild i'm not blaming I, i'm certainly not blaming AEW, and i'm not blaming the yeah. way the matches are it's <clears throat> just that there comes a time <laughs> yeah it's like goddamn man just you know take some time off and take care of yourself and stop oh, doing I this like does. it's okay like there's a yeah. lot of young wrestlers who can carry the torch like do we just like this is why they need to unionize for a number of reasons. <laughs> yeah. But you're this is totally another right. like they need financial protection so that yes. you know at a certain point he doesn't have to keep trying to kill himself in front of us to stay alive. Jeff, you can be backstage helping the other f- high flyers. Yeah, or just at home and not driving. That's right. And maybe like getting help and support and- or just drink at home and stop driving. <laughs> Just don't drive, man. Like, Jesus Christ, get in the lift. Can we just get the man a lift driver? <laughs> yeah, why Why not? Ugh, well. Okay, anyways. Jeff. Yeah, it's, uh, hopefully he get, he gets what he needs, obviously. I'm rooting for him, but man, don't yeah, drive uh, drunk, don't drive on a suspended license. You can kill somebody doing that shit, dude. Yeah, just fucking, just go Come home. On. So, uh, Sasha, Sasha Banks. Yo, God, that happened since we last recorded, too? Yeah, so... What, what a, mo- a month or two. Sasha and Naomi walked out of a Raw episode. And during the episode, Corey Graves commented on it. And then WWE issued a statement afterwards saying that they acted unprofessionally and walked out. Then later, it came out that they had actually walked out before Raw even went on the air. And the reason why they walked out was because they were pissed off that they had not had any type of profile at all since winning the straps, the tag team straps at Mania, and that they were being thrust into a senseless six-way match where the winner would face whoever holds the championship at whatever pay-per-view was coming next. And um, they just had a problem with the booking, apparently. And they apparently talked to Vince. Vince They they had to be in the match? Yeah, I think so. And they talked. I mean, this is all rumors and hearsay. We know how dangerous hearsay is. (laughs) We'll get to that. We learned this past week just how dangerous hearsay is. (laughs) Did we just really reveal how 
the sides that we're on. <laughs> anyway, we'll get to that. So Vince apparently was receptive, and Sasha and Naomi, I mean, you know, there's good in everybody. This was after or before the... Uh, this is before they walked out. No, before uh, the NDA stuff came. Before. Uh, that's what I thought, yeah. But after he <laughs> entered into all of them, so... Right, yeah. I mean, after they happened. <laughs> but before we knew. Right. So yeah, of course. Sasha and Naomi um, left the meeting with Vince and then apparently were like yelled at by somebody, like a producer or head of booking. I don't know who, but they were yelled at. And so they were just like, all right, fuck this. We're out and left. And they left before Raw, Raw went on the air. Nice to have options, huh? Yeah, so the way that they portrayed it, though, in WWE on Raw was that they advertised the six-pack match. They advertised them in the match. But when they knew that they weren't going to be there. Yep. Well, this isn't new. They've been doing this forever. They've been... But then they also issued a statement afterwards. that's new. I mean, they, like, went hard. They went hard to bury them. Then on SmackDown Friday... I can never Friday. tell if their statements are kayfabe or not. No, this was this was like we're going to fucking bury you. Oh shit! Then on because I missed all this part. They did all that, and then it came out about them like talking to Vince and leaving before Raw went on the air. So they already oh. knew that they weren't going to be part of that match. They already had a plan in place for the main event that was replacing what they had originally planned, but they still advertised them in that match. Why wouldn't they have uh, and six other tag team matches and then have them do guest commentary? I don't know. But like the thing is, like they also didn't advertise this main event before. I'm, I'm getting stuck on the wrong detail. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> right. They didn't advertise the main event before Raw even started. Yeah. So it wasn't like they were. Are you saying that he was lying to the <laughs> WWE universe? So then um, so on, on the following SmackDown, then Cole has a, a, a moment where he's talking directly to the camera, talking about how they were unprofessional and they've been suspended oh. indefinitely without pay. No shit. And so it's rumored that so Sasha was released and that was confirmed this past week, but WWE's talking to her about bringing her back. Well, I hope they work it out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're at, it's uh, funny. I used to care about this shit a whole lot more than I do now. Apparently. We're at uh, the 30-minute mark, and we have a whole lot to get through. Oh, no, Mark. It's rapid fire. Tell me about Blood and Guts. Blood and Guts. Oh, wait. Actually, sorry. Let's go in order. Oh. Forbidden Door. What did you think? Hot hot take. Hot hot take? Yeah. Uh, It was so long ago, I can't remember it. It was last weekend. my notes. (laughs) It was last weekend? Yeah. I, I, uh, I loved it. I thought it was great. It was, uh, I don't know if it's. I think it, it feels like it's the beginning of something like this AEW New Japan partnership that I think that uh, we're going to be looking forward to at least Forbidden Door every year, hopefully it becomes an annual thing. But just the way that um, the wrestlers and titles are moving among Ring of Honor, New Japan and AEW makes shit exciting in a way I don't think I've ever experienced in pro wrestling before because it's just so cool when FTR comes out and they have the Ring of Honor title and the AEW titles and no, it's just, it's, and well they don't know um the young the young bucks Oh right not I'm sorry it's Ring of Honor and New Japan sorry I misspoke the IWGP Right IWGP Yeah and so it's just it's it's 
there's something it's like a remember who was the the belt collector kenny omega kenny omega right of course Wait, oh my god doing? i'm having a it's been a long week mark it's been a long time since the we've seen collector. kenny omega we haven't too. seen kenny omega but like if it's on wwe and you have somebody who's racking up titles it's like okay you when, have your own titles but like when you have kenny omega or like ftr just hauling around all of these belts from all over the world another it's that's really fucking cool whenever kenny omega comes back i won't be able to stand up <laughs> um you want to hear a bad kenny omega r- rumor yeah oh no he was on a live stream doing some video game live stream you know the kids watch uh, yeah. on twitch. twitch he um was talking about his rehab how he's just doing this really painful rehab twice a day Hey, Gavin from the future here. CEO Gaming broke this news on Twitch. CEO Gaming puts on the uh, Community Effort Orlando Fighting Game Tournament series and a bunch of fighting game-related events. Um, Plus, they have a bunch of streamers. Uh, So Kenny Omega is a fan of fighting games and hangs out on his friend's stream sometimes. Uh, I'm going to play the clip uh, right now. And remember that this was during a live stream. So you'll hear fighting games and controllers clicking in the background. If I get another major setback, that's it. That's, I'm, that's it. I'm done because I can't do this ever again. It's like two times, three times a day, really painful rehab. And and without even knowing, like, what's it going to be like once I get back in the ring? I have no mm. clue. It's scary, actually. And, like, you know, you see some people that come back to the ring and... Um, you're just happy to see them back. And I think that there's a different kind of expectation put on me. And I think that anything less than what they're expecting, which is already unrealistic, is going to lead to a lot of ridicule, which is what I get every day anyway. So you could probably under- understand and imagine how difficult it is struggling twice or three times a day trying to get things to work that never maybe worked before and trying to reroute things in your brain to get around the things that aren't going to heal. Yeah. People think, you know, I oh, Kenny Kenny's hurt, he took time off. Snap your fingers, I come back I'm 100%. Life doesn't work that way. Bodies don't work that way. Athletes don't work that way. It's very difficult to formulate this plan and to execute it. And we'll see how I do. Oh, no, Mark's leaving. Is that the end of the podcast? I think it's the end of the podcast. Forever. This is the final episode. Mark has left. He's doing a lap around the kitchen. He's coming back. You forgot the most important part. Vince! Together. You and I, the WWE universe, will get through this together. Is that what he saying? <laughs> like, get through his... Well, no, he came... It's hard to go back to Daddy Vince, but... Daddy Vince! So, all this comes out. He's uh, taking a leave from uh, his CEO position. Right. And he introduces... You're really, really uh, trying not to hear that Kenny Omega news, <laughs> He introduces SmackDown. Like, literally, the, right. d- yeah, the he, day that he, he like, takes a leave. He it to get... He, to parlay off of the news to a ratings bump. And he comes out to his to his music and a big pop and grabs a microphone 
uh-huh. and proceeds to remind everybody that what WWE's slogan is. Walk with <laughs> a lot. <no. laughs> and that the most important part is the fourth word, together. And then he throws the microphone out of the ring and the crowd pops like crazy. He's buying support. It's no different than like fucking what Trump would do. You're fucking right. They're two carnies and their supporters are idiots. Did he get a real pop? Yeah. Oh, it's what a Vince. bunch of fucking idiots. Yeah. They hear that Wrestling music. Wrestling fans. Ugh. <laughs> they hear that music. <laughs> if fucking, if Dickhead ever starts playing entrance music, it's over. It's, it's certainly, it's no. Having a number of artists rec- demanded that he yeah. stop playing their music but this, as his entrance theme. This is yet another example of how stupid he is because with his supporters, <clears throat> like every time that glass shatters, <laughs> Yes. People fucking go crazy thinking yeah. like, oh, Stone Cold. If I'm in a restaurant and someone drops a glass on the ground, I'm like, where is he? <laughs> where is he? And I re- it takes me a second to realize, like, oh, <laughs> got me again, that Stone Cold. If you just hear, if you smell. Where is he? Where is he? <laughs> I'm like a dog hearing uh, just any kind of beeping. <laughs> where is it? That's me with <laughs> Right, but if he had something like that, you're saying that he would be unstoppable. Like you think he's stoppable now. Do you think he's well, we haven't gotten well, to that. Well, his heart's part gonna yet. eventually give out, so one day, one blessed day. <laughs> <sighs> so um well <laughs> I fuck you. I can't but why would you tell me about that about Kenny Omega? Like I don't have enough going on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I just uh, thought I should be honest. <laughs> oh no, you're mid sip. That took a lot of work to not do a spit take. <laughs> I, all I'm left with for beer in this house is our sours and porters and mm. stouts. Porters and stouts, the summertime beer. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, it's uh, it's already a spit take every time I take a sip. Right now in Baltimore, it's eighty six degrees and sixty five percent humidity. That's your uh, traffic and weather together. <laughs> <laughs> the midcard mechanics. All right, so um, Forbidden Door was great. It's going to be fun. Tell me about Blood and Guts. Blood and Guts. You know how you talk about WWE becoming this moment machine where they're just doing a bunch of disjointed, like, oh, that was a cool moment. Yep. But either they'll just forget about it right away or it was nonsensical. AEW Dynamite, Blood and Guts, 2022, full of moments that will reverberate (laughs) through the ages of All Elite Wrestling. Um, Shit, really? Yeah, I'm not going to like go through every match or anything because that's like, what the entire internet and every other wrestling podcast is for. Yeah. But, um, orange Cassidy's new music. Yeah. So he's, he's not coming out to, he's no longer coming out to the pixies. Where is my mind? He's coming out to that. Uh, Oh, that was a Jefferson starship. That's what I heard. Right. Yeah. And he, um, he did that in the Indies. (laughs) (laughs) Unbelievable. What is is he? He just, literally ran away from the wa- bowl of water to bark. Ran across the whole house to bark out the window. 
So Forbidden Door, <laughs> Forbidden Door, full of moments that are going to reverberate through the international wrestling community. Yeah, starting with Orange Cassidy getting that uh, Jefferson Starship song. That's where we were. As his entrance. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll edit it together and it'll be flawless and no one will notice a thing. You're going to forget. Yes. <laughs> um, I... I was surprised at first i always my first thought whenever i hear it is oh wet hot american summer it's the like the opening theme for the only time good. i've seen it was at creative alliance on <gasps> movie night and they Holy do like shit that but that was amazing it's interactive oh that part less so yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking too much uh the exception being rocky horror but if it's not rocky horror God, and you don't know, like fucking, if, if you're going to see rocky horror picture show you know it's going to be interactive i i don't know i cannot stand rocky horror picture show i just i just can't do it i can't get into it i can't do it i've seen it now too many times oh I've, it's okay it's <laughs> so much it's just such an ordeal, and it's just like well, oh if it God. if it hasn't turned you by now. <laughs> so I think that it's a much better fit for Orange Cassidy's music for his entrance. <laughs> is what I'm saying, Mark. It's just it's uh this episode has been full of moments that are going to reverberate, yeah, reverberate through the ages, <laughs> through the uh, international wrestling community. Um, Ugh. And he had a spot that I really loved uh, where um, um, he, he was wrestling Ethan Page. Oh, really? Dan Lambert was ringside and he had a bottle of orange juice with him and he's like waving around. So um, he's such a weasel. Oh, he is. <laughs> I had a, I heard a non kayfabe interview with him and I wish I hadn't because he was really nice. I bet he was. <laughs> he was. But as Dan Lambert, he's a fucking weasel. Uh, he made some crack about uh, elections. I know that he's doing it, Dan Lambert. I know you're doing it to be a heel. Now's not the time to <laughs> pretend that you think there was election fraud. All no, right, but just don't oh no. don't lean into that one. I guess uh, Max Casser went in on the Flint water crisis. He sure did. Oh, that's awesome. And uh, he also had uh, he dunked on Danhausen. Oh, did he? Yeah, and for people rooting for him, like how y'all gonna cheer for a white guy wearing white face? <laughs> 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 Chef's kiss. Fantastic. <laughs> I love Max Caster. Holy shit. So uh, Dan Lambert's up on the ring apron. Uh, he's like, um, like uh, Ethan Page is down and he's like, has his bottle of orange juice and he's like telling Orange Cassidy he sucks. Orange Cassidy grabs the bottle, just takes a sip of the orange juice, puts the top back on, hands it back to him, gives him a little thumbs up, turns around. Uh, Ethan Page is there. He counters a move does this amazing body slam. He body slams Ethan Page, turns around, spits the orange juice in Dan Lambert's face. <laughs> so it's like a magic trick. And you know that orange juice was warm. <laughs> so good. Um, full of COVID. <laughs> uh, yeah, you just put that into context for me. Thank you. Is that still happening? I yeah. heard it's not. Uh, all of a sudden, it seems like everybody we know has COVID. So, yeah. Again. So. But by this point, everybody's gotten it. And if you haven't gotten it, you're good because everybody's gotten it. It's just, I don't know why it stresses me out so much. COVID? Yeah. Well, it's a deadly fucking virus. Like, I feel crazy for still being stressed out by it. 
Oh yeah, uh, like I hear for you. Wearing a mask indoors, I'm like where? Why? Okay, well, so I've. Why is no one else in this royal farms wearing a mask? I've been, um, I've been relaxing my self regulation in that regard. I so wear, yeah. I I don't know. I wear a mask when I'm when I go to Sprouts because I don't want to be judged. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't. Okay, if, yeah. if I'm going into Target, I don't wear a mask. But I keep a distance from everybody, so it's performative. Yeah, of course. Okay, good. Me too. I, well, also, <laughs> well, yeah. But uh, okay, so you know, knock on wood, I still haven't gotten it, and I've don't get it, dude. I don't want to. Did but, I ever tell you that I got COVID? <laughs> <laughs> I think we did four episodes on it. <laughs> it was the longest running. Bit. Let me tell you about. <laughs> <laughs> the time I got, I got COVID before it was cool. I got, I know it was in between your first and second. I got COVID back when people actually would call you and be concerned about it. I'll watch Forbidden Door. There's also yeah, blood or guts. I bl- blood, blood and blood guts. or guts. <laughs> blood and or guts. Blood or guts. Yeah, you can have one. Blood and or guts. I mean, I'm glad that I didn't see any guts. So it really was blood or guts. And I think this time, if we had to have one or the other, we got the right one. Then I won't tell you about the shocking heel turn. Was she just wandering outside now? I don't know. <laughs> she, maybe she doesn't want spoilers. Shocking heel turn. Okay, I'll watch it. It's a shocking heel turn that I won't spoil for you then. All right. Unless you want me to. No. Uh, only one, one other thing I wanted to say, uh, Mark, you and I, I don't think we've ever talked about or addressed or acknowledged the phrase scissor me daddy ass. <laughs> Who says that Anthony? Uh, but yeah. And he's, uh, he's in, a, he has an injury now, so he's in a oh, shit. wheelchair. God everybody's damn. Injured. Everybody's fucking hurt. So, um, Billy Gunn wheels him down and he goes, scissor me daddy ass. And then they just scissor each <laughs> other with their fingers and it's. That's fucking awesome. So great. It's like, oh, right. This is who Billy Gunn used to be. But this is like a way better version. That's why the ass boys are up in the rankings of the gun club. No, but it's great because everybody shouts ass boys and then they act like they're so pissed off. It's great. Oh, they still haven't embraced it. I mean, they've. I mean, as in characters. Yeah. No, 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 no. They hate it, but Billy. But they love it. Well, Billy Gunn's all in. He takes uh, Danhausen's side, and he's oh, and it ends because oh, he's that's he's right, a Carney. Well, that match ended with maybe a split in the Gun Club. Is Uh-oh. the Gun Club breaking up? That and who's means in the Gun Club? They're going to have to debut the as boys. the ass, ass Boys and Billy Gunn. The Ass Boys are his sons. There. So, is it going to be father against sons? Uh, he stayed in the ring with the acclaimed as uh, the Ass Boys oh. wandered off. Yeah, that match, Mark, uh, it was Danhausen and his mystery tag team partners versus the acclaimed and gun club. I think I saw who came out. Oh, you did? With Danhausen. Yeah, because literally there were a lot of tweets saying, I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> and how many of them were sent by you? A lot. <laughs> no. Okay, you saw Danhausen and. That's how strong it was. FTR. I I didn't even watch it, but I anticipated it, and I just jumped on on the yeah. Twitter. And oh just man! Tweeted, "I'm coming <clears throat> Wednesday at like nine well, twenty. Dan Housen tweeted. Dan Housen comes out and he says, uh, "So that like, like, who are his mystery guests? Like, well, I found two guys backstage. 
guess they're pretty good. <laughs> and then FTR's music hits, and everybody in the arena also simultaneously <laughs> climaxed. Your Dan Housen is really good. Thank you. Very nice. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah, that was. Those are those are the those are the the, the things. Um. Yeah, the blood and guts match was amazing. If you're going to watch it, I don't want to talk about it. But everybody out there, go watch some wrestling. All right. Well, I'll watch. Uh, I'll definitely watch Forbidden Door. I have it saved on my DVR. Blood and guts. God damn it. <laughs> blood and guts. Whatever it is, I'm going to watch it. I've always, I watch Dynamite. <laughs> And Rampage every week. I've I do. just now finally stopped calling him Alistair Black, so don't feel <laughs> so don't feel so bad. So last uh, last time we recorded, we asked uh, what I thought was a rhetorical question, but I guess it's not. <laughs> Named our episode. <laughs> Can it get any worse? And the answer is a resounding yes. Mark, I've said I don't know if I've said this before, but I can't believe how young and naive we were. <laughs> So the Supreme Court has just gone completely rogue. Abortion now left to the states to decide. It's the Fox News of the courts. <laughs> but uh, right before the Supreme Court just started doing all that shit that they were doing, or oh that they just God. did, yeah, um, there were two mass shootings. Well, there's been a mass shooting basically every day in this country since the last time we recorded, but two mass shootings where more than 10 people died. Uh, one of which, uh, a racial attack driven by white supremacy, where multiple black people were killed in a grocery store, just going grocery shopping, uh, while a few white people in the store were saved, like uh, were spared, I mean, by the gunmen. <sighs> fucking sick shit. Uh, to uh, another uh, mass shooting at an elementary school. Good God. And, you know, the response has been the same thing. It's It's so cliche. But now, like, okay, so the Democrats come out and are like, oh, we need change. Blah, blah, blah. The Republicans are, Republicans are like, nope. And Twitter's like, no more blah, no more thoughts and prayers. And now it's like just been, it's become so cynical. Every, every single voice in this dialogue is 100% cynicism. Oh, for sure. And yeah. And like Twitter is basically just like, oh, thoughts and prayers. <laughs> and it's just like, uh, you know, it's, it's 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 a fucking sick time to be alive. It uh, feels a little bit like everything's boiling over, doesn't it? Mark? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why I'm going to the fucking gun range to learn. How to shoot <laughs> that's guns. Right. OK, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and a compromise. Don't pride. you think like the like the outfit I wear is going to be like the Amazing. most effective part of this? They're not going to let you in. Yeah, I'm going to get They're shot. They're going to think aren't you're I? up to something. Oh, I'm going to fucking sue them. Gonna- <laughs> I'm going to fucking sue them so quickly. If they don't fucking let me in, I'm going to fucking sue them. <laughs> they don't know who they're fucking with. <laughs> Mark, I think you just found your calling. <laughs> I once had a Second Amendment case, and it was uh, when it first got assigned to me, I was like, fuck, this is my oh. chance to go to the Supreme Court. This is my fucking chance to go to the Supreme Court. And then it turns out. No, it wasn't. No, no, <laughs> no, but no, no, nope, no. Nope. <laughs> Had to get rid of that case really quickly. Okay, so oh. <laughs> Democrats are like, yeah. ah, do something. And Republicans are like, nope, we love guns. And, you know, meanwhile. The Democrats are, the ones in charge are saying like, wow, somebody should really do something. Like, <laughs> that's my impression of the Democrats. So Democrats, like, in passion now, like, it, it does, they do become more aggressive on Twitter. Uh, with each mass shooting, that's double digits, double digits in number. I mean, my God. <laughs> they do make it seem like they're upset. 
So, um, but you know, you just fill their water bowl up and then. <laughs> <laughs> see, see who we get in 2024, I guess. So Democrats propose. Isn't that just great? Like, who's our North Star? Like, well. Liz Cheney. <laughs> Liz Cheney? She's You're a right. Fucking hardcore Republican. She is. I know. <laughs> I can't believe that. Marjorie Taylor Greene said today, like, on her podcast, I, I think these liberals need to be reminded Liz Cheney actually is very conservative. She, no one forgot. <laughs> no one forgot who her father is. <laughs> Yeah, we're not fucking idiots, you idiot. Yeah, we know. <laughs> God, how stupid can she be? <laughs> it's like it's like when when Doom, the monster Doom came to Metropolis. <laughs> Superman and Lex Luthor, sworn enemies. <laughs> Even they saw, fuck, we have to team up. Otherwise, we're not going to survive. <laughs> that's that's me and, and Liz Cheney. <laughs> so you're Superman. <laughs> I don't know. That, that, that part probably depends on your point of view on the situation. All right. So Democrats got... They proposed... Sorry, that was dumb. <laughs> no, it was fucking hilarious. So Democrats proposed a lot of tweets. And the Republicans oh, yeah. were like, okay, no, no more gun control. And so... Steve Scalise. Okay, so the, I have a game. Can a tweet pass in the house? <laughs> Can they just? I have a game. Do likes count as votes? <laughs> I'm going to. I'm going to name an R word. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I don't like this game already. Okay, go on. I'm prepared now. Okay, I'm, I'm ready. I just needed it sunk in. Ready. That's cool. <laughs> and then I'm going to read three. Quotes. Oh, okay. And you have to tell me which one this any whatever R word I name said. Okay. <laughs> I don't know that it, I'm describing it the right way. Well, however you're describing it, I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> All right. R word one. Steve Scalise. No. How's oh. it bad? Oh, R. I see. <laughs> <laughs> like R hyphen, and then the state. Yeah, sort of. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Republican. Scalise. Oh, you said it. <laughs> I don't think that's okay. <laughs> Did he say a? In response to the Valde shooting, you know the the more. Well, I don't know. I don't even know if it's more shocking. Okay, I don't know. It's just that's it's, a question I don't even want to get into. Yeah, I, uh, I shouldn't have asked it. Okay, so did he say <laughs> a? Responsible gun owners must stand up and support reasonable restrictions that will prevent <laughs> and prohibit others from abusing and hijacking this cherished fundamental right. Uh-huh. Or did he, B, while comparing it to 9-11, say airplanes were used that day as the weapon to kill thousands of people and to inflict oh, no. terror on our country? There wasn't a conversation about banning airplanes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. Even though... All flights were banned for at least. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> or did he say and all of TSA has changed? <laughs> right. We now can't walk your a loved one to the gate anymore. <laughs> you could do that. Or did he say, see, mm-hmm. every day I wake up and just wish that guy had better aim. Wow. Um, 
As much as I wish it was A. <laughs> Uh, it was B. Yeah. My God. It's a 9-11. I hadn't heard him say that. that. Again, like, hearsay, Mark. <laughs> I okay. hear him say it. <clears throat> Louis Gohmert. Oh, off to a great start. <laughs> <laughs> looks like his name sounds he looks. Um, <laughs> did he say, A... We should pass more reasonable restrictions, such as the show cause requirement in connection with issuing a concealed carry permit. Uh-huh. B, did he admit to being a vapid, morally bankrupt ghoul? Or C, did he say, look, maybe if we heard more prayers from leaders of this country instead of taking God's name in vain, we wouldn't have the mass killings like we didn't have before prayer was eliminated from schools. Oh, my God. I thought B was bad. <laughs> uh, C. He said C. Yeah. That, that's. Uh, he's he's one wow. of the he's one of the Great. idiots that asked for a pardon after oh, January six. That's why uh, you know because I, heard, uh, I remember hearing his name. Oh oh oh! I have to tell you a story. <laughs> <laughs> on or off the record? <laughs> no. Okay, good. I don't want to press pause. So. Um, Cassidy Hutchinson's testimony. I was emailing my dad, and he uh, seems to have turned a corner. I was texting no and emailing shit. him, and later that night, he sends me and three other people, one of whom is my co- a cousin of mine, and the other two are very ultra conservative friends of my dad. And um, the article was about that's an interesting audience. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> So weird. Is it, does he, I wonder if he has a shortcut for it. Just like C Mark. <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, <laughs> he sends an article, and it was written by um, a guy who occasionally is a contributor to the Atlantic. Called uh, his name is David French. Um, I don't know. I don't know who else he writes for, but his name's French, and he writes for the Atlantic. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, it's not like there's a. <laughs> Japanese flag on the cover of the Atlantic. I was going to say, are these dog whistles? (laughs) For those that don't know, um, AEW just announced a a new championship, and it's the Atlantic Championship. (laughs) Well, Ryan might not. Oh, yeah, I don't know if he's watching. So it's the Atlantic Championship, but there's a a Japanese flag amongst five, uh, a total of six flags, one of which is Japanese, and the other five are Atlantic Coast countries. Right. So it's thought anyway i think what happens you want to you want to know my theory i actually have a theory about this okay i think what they realized is after they had already announced it they had accidentally created the everybody but japan belt (laughs) something is weird and didn't match up and it felt like it was too late to fix it yeah okay well that makes sense so that's my um, theory again (laughs) so anyways my dad this article was about uh reasons why we should prosecute trump after it was the day, uh, it was the night of Cassidy Hutchins' testimony. Really, a tear rolled down my face. I was so I've never been more proud. Yeah, and that's then, huge. And he, I, at first, I thought he just sent it to me, and then when I saw who who else he sent it to, I was like, oh my gosh, this is great. So, um, do you think that maybe they've all been secretly liberals just trolling you? Well, I have an, a way to answer that question. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> So, <clears throat> my dad sends that article, and I just couldn't help myself, so I chimed in. Uh-huh. 
And I thought, oh, he's sending it. So maybe the discussion amongst these people has turned a course and now is starting to enter the, you know, dipping your toe in the waters of reasonableness. So take, I chime in. your head out of the, the sewer pipe of Fox News. <laughs> yeah. So I chime in, you know, with like, holy shit. Like, you know, this testimony today was shocking and appalling. But also, you know, the previous testimony is pretty fucking wild as shit, too. Then one of my dad's yeah. friends chimes in. And boy, oh boy, it was fucking wild. It was oh, literally no. like if Fox News just had a greatest hit soundtrack. He actually said Biden crime family at, at one point. So, and, and so he was like, hearsay, blah, 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 blah. And I just I took that bait and I fucking I chowed down on it. And I just fucking... Yeah. In a very, like, I don't know if it was effective or not. I'm not going to read it, but just point by point way, just fucking tearing him apart. And he responds with, well, I thought I was going to get scorched, but I had no idea. (laughs) And then, like, just. So is that, like, all of these arguments kind of end with, like, all right, whatever you say, college boy. Oh, no. Then, then, like, we went, we had a little bit of back and forth. (laughs) And um, and you were and you kept your dad looped in. Yeah, I was I was very. My dad at one point texted me. Sorry, I sent that email around. <laughs> oh, no. And I was like, No, Dad, I'm having fun. Yeah, <laughs> you sicko. <laughs> no, keep going. So, um, <laughs> I I wrote this response. So one of them actually basically asked the question. So what? Like, even if like the worst case is true, so what? He's what? most likely not even going to be the Republican non- nominee in twenty twenty four. And I was like, so what? <laughs> so what? Oh no, they haven't figured out that there was no election fraud yet, have they? Well, I explained. Are they down that rabbit hole? Is there? Yep. Like, yeah. They so- think that Biden was elected. He's an illegitimate president. Biden crime family. So, um, so I, I responded. That blows my mind. I responded to the so what by basically being like, because so I responded initially and I was like, okay, well, I mean, like, do I really need to go into detail? And I was just like, one rule of law, two, like this was an attack on our democracy, and three, like it could happen again. And he's still attacking it. Yeah. And I he's was, still saying that it was a fraud and for people to give him money. Yeah. And I said, you know, there are many other reasons why, but they all kind of share that same general spirit. And it's fairly self-evident. And then the response like I was basically like, there's corruption on both sides and it's rampant and blah, blah, blah. Oh, boy. So I was like, okay, let's unpack that. And I was just like... I've lived in Baltimore now for 15 years. I know corruption. Like, I've bared witness to it. Oh, yeah. You've got a front row seat. And so I said, okay, let's... Here's Kathy Pugh. $1.2 million of children's books being sold to uh, an organization for which she sat on the board, Baltimore City Public Schools, developers. She used her influence for her personal gain and, and indirectly caused harm to the citizens of and the residents of Baltimore City. The Gun Trace Task Force abused people for years, robbed them, yeah. stole, stole, stole from them, 
planted evidence on them, falsely accused them. I mean, just the most ridiculous shit. And they were charged criminally, as they should have been, and prosecuted and, and, and are incarcerated, sitting in prison. And they were given hefty sentences, um, in part because not only of the direct harm that they caused to all the fucking victims of their direct mm-hmm. actions, but they indirectly harm all the residents of Baltimore City. And then... You know, I went into the right to vote and how self-government is the bedrock of this country. And we exercise that right, that power that we hold through elections. And so if you attack an election, you are depriving everybody of their fundamental right to vote. It's not an indirect harm. It is a direct harm. It is a direct harm on a fundamental right that we all possess and hold. And then I said, and before you respond to me that like it's one-sided, let's talk about the fraud lawsuits and how there were over 50 of them, over 50 of them. And I think only one barely got off the ground and the rest were dismissed. And I explained the fucking ridiculously low standard that you have to satisfy to plead a complaint to survive a motion to dismiss. Now, there are factual disputes and legal disputes, and there's a distinction between the two, and sometimes you can't plead around a legal issue. But nevertheless, the fact that they tried over 50 fucking times and were thrown out on this fucking ridiculously stand, ridiculously high standard to satisfy if you're moving to dismiss a, a, a complaint means that not only was there no evidence of fraud, but they couldn't even plead a plausible theory of there being fraud. They literally couldn't even make something up that sounded sensible (laughs) enough. So then the guy responds and was basically like, I just don't believe 81 million people voted for Biden. And if you want to start talking about depriving people of their rights to vote, how about the misinformation campaign about how Biden and the Biden crime family was not involved in all this shit. And Hunter Biden's laptop was a disinformation campaign. And I was like, oh, okay. So what you're saying was evidence of fraud actually wasn't like illegal voting or fraudulent conduct in connection with the votes. Instead, what you're saying is that you think that there was a spread of misinformation that uh, illegitimately influenced people's decisions to vote for a candidate who's clearly senile and incapable of putting a sentence together. But yet, <laughs> the Russia the Russia interference in the 26th election is a hoax? Yeah. Like, you outright reject that complaint as a basis to even question the legitimacy of a, pres- of a presidency, yet mm-hmm. you're fucking doing it right now! Yep. Sorry. <laughs> Well, remember, I don't... That was fucking amazing, by the way. I feel like I just... Like, the last details of that picture just became very sharp for me. There was a reason why I brought all this up, and I forget what the reason is, but... Well, how did they respond? Um, he he just said... Uh, so, so what? He just said what my dad says. I have to get back to work. <laughs> <laughs> and he was 13. <laughs> No, I, I don't Holy know. I, shit. I hope I I hope I got through. I know I fucking made my point. I know I fucking made it clear. And I spoke in patriotic tones. Well, Mark, it, I didn't point to the fucking obvious. I didn't point to the right. fucking real the shit that's fucking blatantly blatantly <laughs> no, happening. I know. Fucking voting restrictions. Jesus Christ. You know, I spoke to this fucking vague 
Right. <laughs> Bullshit. Try to get to their essence. Unbelievable. So anyway. So you think we're going to make it? No. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I'm going Me to the neither. gun club. Yeah. Fuck. You want to go learn how to shoot guns? The gun club? I mean, will the ass boys be there? Well, we should wear ass boys shirts. Yes! <laughs> and walk around like the young bucks do. <laughs> <laughs> Like a couple of cross-eyed peacocks. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> we can't top that, Mark. Sorry to have screamed so many times tonight, but hey, I'm just really fucking angry. Mark, we're all screaming. Oh, there was a Sarah. Week. There was a Sarah Huckabee Sanders quote too. So that was the third. Oh, one. the last person who anybody wanted to hear from. I didn't really have a good joke for it. Uh, my joke was: I once saw my daddy kissing Santa Claus. I don't know that that's funny. <laughs> it's funny to imagine Mike Huckabee kissing a portly gentleman dressed up like Santa Claus. Though. <laughs> I, I think you can workshop that and have it ready for the Christmas episode. <laughs> what she said is uh, she's running for governor, by the way. So she's Holy most fuck. likely going to be, I think, Arkansas's next governor. I mean, why are they a state? But she said, we w- this is not parody. We will make sure that when a kid is in the womb, they're as safe as they are in a classroom. She said that yeah. out loud <laughs> yes. into a camera. So are we supposed to like start shooting pregnant women? Is that no? We, we got no, Mark. No. First, you have to install metal detectors in there. <laughs> <laughs> all I want to do is cry all the time and yell. <laughs> oh god okay beep, 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 beep. all right well hey doctor for- step away <laughs> the baby's coming up shoot your hands for shits and giggles gavin hey mark what can it get any worse let's find out yes it's going to <laughs> like mark i don't know how else to describe it other than it's never gonna be this good again I don't know. It's, I've we're we're not trying to rip off Barry and make everything feel like it's a panic attack all all the time. No, we're living. We're all living in a <laughs> universal panic attack. If you're not having the panic attack, there is something wrong with you. You need to go to a doctor and find out why. <laughs> or just jump off a cliff. Maybe it's long COVID. You know, but it's just a cold. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's enough. Is it? We're not. It's not up to us. There's going to be more. Great. <laughs> At least we have wrestling. For now. Jesus. Christ. All the fav- All my favorite wrestlers are hurt, and now Kenny O is going to oh, fucking retire. Sorry. Fuck you. I'm sorry. I meant- no. He said he might retire. So also, we didn't. We we like we didn't make the point that the McMahon He's still saga, a heel though, so maybe he was making it up. <laughs> the McMahon saga is oh, literally right. succession. If it's dumb succession, <laughs> <laughs> and not I don't mean like billions dumb, like, which is Shiv McMahon is now running. Yeah, Shiv is running, <laughs> and Logan McMahon is really running the company, but propping Shiv up like she's running it. <laughs> And then you, yeah. <laughs> so which one? So Shane is definitely um, fucking Roman. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Triple H is Kendall. 
Uh, who's Tom though? Who's who's Tom Tom Wamsgans? I, no, I was thinking maybe Triple H is Triple Tom H, is Triple H is Wamsgans. Yeah. These well, shit, days. he has to be Wamsgans. I mean, after the no, the NXT thing. So Shawn Michaels is Kendall. <laughs> no, Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> Jeff Jarrett is Kendall. No, uh, uh, because he just got that. Shawn Michaels is Greg. <laughs> No, Jeff Jarrett's Greg. <laughs> they just made their move. He's president of the company <laughs> or something. He's like, he has a high level executive position. I could see Triple H getting upset at Jeff Jarrett <laughs> for taking like a pastries off a tray with a, a dog poop bag. What the bag. fuck are you doing, Jeff? <laughs> oh, uh, Mark, we got to go. Yeah. All right. Gavin, can you do me a favor on the way out? Oh, is it time for some of the sweet stuff? Yes. <laughs> Dude.